and welcome back to the Touchy Feely Podcast, where we talk about all sorts of touchy feely things, dealing with therapy and stuff. Huh, Tim? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a little while. We've uh, been busy. With We've stuff. been packing. We have to move, so it's been pretty crazy here. The other, the other thing too is when you do a podcast or something like this with your spouse it's like well do you want to record something or do you want to like watch Netflix I mean what (laughs) (laughs) and eat ice cream and sometimes when life is stressful you want to watch French I mean Netflix and eat ice cream it's really true yeah but we are really 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 excited about the episode that and the stuff we're talking about today. As always, we are excited about what we're talking about today. <laughs> but this one we feel like is really relevant, and it kind of touches on some of the things that we've already talked about. But again, we feel like it's, well, really relevant. And it's about anger. Um, I think we, we all know what anger looks like. It looks well. like big and green and smashing things and... Oh, the Hulk? What? <laughs> Nerd reference number one for today. Uh, but anger actually is oftentimes just a bodyguard of other emotions. And uh, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about. Um, I'm going to refer to Inside Out one more time. Um, the first emotion that... What's up, Sister Jensen? Wait, yeah, can yeah. I ask... Oh, go for I it, Darlin. Um, so... To to go back to the foundation yeah. of the, the podcast, like why why do you feel like it was important for you to put this on your um what well, I wish my clients, my clients knew list? Um so so often when I'm doing couples therapy or like any kind of family therapy, there's almost always a gender divide between um an ability to express and understand their own emotions and express them in a way. And it's almost always where the women almost under-regulate, meaning like they're almost way emotional and reactive. And then to compensate, it's like most of the men or those that are male come in and they're like, I don't know, I'm either fine or I'm mad. And that does nothing to help them understand what they need or also how to help the relationship improve either. So I feel like it's actually one of the most applicable and important aspects. Yeah, so we'll we'll be talking a lot about anger. um, But I think, like like you've said, Jess, we'll uh, be touching on things we've talked about in the past with emotions and why they're important. Going into maybe a little bit more detail than we have before but yeah so this is uh this is a good one i'm excited yeah me too so sister jensen is that what you said yeah hey there another shout out My to you your buddy um i wanted to to go back to uh inside out the very first emotion that she experiences as a baby is joy or happiness and Emotions play an extremely important role in survival. And anytime we go from just fine to angry, um, we miss out on all of that information for survival that we learn about. And uh, so you might ask, what does joy have to do with survival? It's actually really essential as an infant When you smile, you're connecting with your caregivers and ensuring that they're going to continue to provide care for you. And that's, well, the basis of survival when you're a helpless infant. Yep. Then the next one, what's the next one? Um, one We think it's the, or sadness. We think it's sad? Yeah. Well, that makes sense because sad is, oh, I didn't like that. Oh, I want milk. Oh, I have a poopy diaper. This, my needs aren't being met. This isn't working for me. Let me let my caregiver know, hey, yeah. 
I need something. And and that's exactly what we've talked about um, previously. Is yeah, when we're when we're feeling sad, it means that our needs were not getting met, or what we what we thought what what we needed or wanted, um, we didn't get that. And so that's a good opportunity for us to kind of explore what is needed and wanted and try to pursue that and figure out what what it is that we need to change to get that need met. Which brings us to uh, survival emotion number three that we learned through development. It's fear. You know, as, as this baby begins to start to crawl around and do various other things and explore stuff and spend a little bit more time away from mom and dad, uh, fear is really important to make sure they don't do anything really crazy to uh, keep on living. <laughs> Kind of essential, another way essential one. Um, and then after that is disgust. Disgust kind of comes on in and it actually has an, an essential evolutionary and uh, survival role of as baby begins to start to put things in its mouth, such as dirt and bugs and rocks, like, hopefully, you know, edible things too. But, you know, not just mom's milk as it begins to explore the world. Disgust is there to try to help baby from poisoning itself. <laughs> Another reason why women have an increased sensitivity and smell and, you know, and gag reflex when they're pregnant is, again, that hyper uh, awareness to try to continue survival um, for their infant and themselves to not poison themselves. Kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. What that's for? Um, yep, that's four. And then the last one is, drumroll. Anger. Anger. And anger's there to tell us something isn't fair or something isn't working for us. Our needs aren't being met or being disrespected or not being heard or seen or we're not getting that connection that we need. And that's also a really important, really essential yeah, emotion. I, oh, man. Um, I, it, for me, like, mm -hmm. it's just been so interesting because I grew up um, really detesting anger. And, um, and in a lot of ways, like, you know, in the situation I grew up in, when there's anger that it, it wasn't like good anger um, or healthy anger and and we can we can talk about but talk about it but there definitely is such a thing as healthy anger totally um, and also anger you know again is a natural thing that we're gonna feel and and so for me like believing for so long that if you if you were feeling angry like that's not okay and that's not that's not good and learning that yeah it does have a purpose anger um can protect us anger can help us uh, i mean i feel like anger can empower us it causes us to make changes in our life yep that if we didn't have that there's no way that we would make those changes at all um and i yeah i remember you know i think that most people that know me would say i'm a pretty chill mm. chill dude um but but there have been times where I've gotten really impassioned and angry about something. And yeah, like exactly what you said, that that did, you know, that did really motivate me to say, okay, I'm not doing this again. What do, what do I have to do to make sure that doesn't happen anymore? Mm -hmm. Whether that's setting up boundaries with someone, telling someone that they have to stop doing something to me. Speaking of boundaries, that's what we're talking about in our next episode, so don't awesome. you worry. Yeah, we love boundaries. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so it's been a really cool like, journey for me in the past few years to say, oh, anger is actually a good thing. Um, there's a lot of incorrect ways to to deal react with it and to react. It, I'd say, yeah. And then there's lots of healthy and, and good things. And I, I think that when we... You know, if we go through history and we look at different movements that have happened. Um, All of them. Martin Luther King Jr. and or like Rosa Parks. Um, they felt angry about that. And so that 
that helped make changes with civil rights and promote e equality within um, people of different race. American Revolution. I wasn't happy with the way that the king treated us. Yep. Anger, again, I need to make changes. This isn't okay. They can't treat us like that. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of... I mean, I think any huge movement or shift in policy or beliefs or um, rights or anything like that is at the root cause from that emotion of anger. This isn't okay. Ex I don't like this. And something needs to change. We, and we look at like, you know, fight or flight. The fight is anger of, yeah, of a lot of us. If we feel threatened, we're going to get back in that person's face to say, hey, you better not do anything to me or I'll do something back to you. Speaking of that, actually, uh, you'll notice anxiety. I didn't include that as an emotion because technically it's not exactly an emotion. It's a physiological reaction in the body caused from fight or flight when the neurology of the brain senses any kind of danger. It triggers that anxiety response. And uh, it actually brings us back to why anger is so often interpreted as the major kind of emotion. I'm either fine or I'm upset or mad or angry. That's the number one kind of emotional colors that I hear in my office, particularly with men. And it's not because men and women are from Mars and Venus and... We're super different. No, no. For example, we've got a four-year-old little boy, delightful, and he shares pretty much all of the same emotions, reactions as all of the girls his age. Like the exact same, I'd say. I mean, sure, the interests are different, but like the understanding of emotions right. is the exact same. And and I definitely think like, um, like some people might say or believe. They're like, oh, that's, yeah, like, that's just the way that males are. But, yeah, like, he, mm -mm. he acts the same way that, that a female at his age, where he'll cry as much, he'll be sad as much, he'll be happy as much. Yeah. He'll be, you know, he'll be goofy and laugh and, and. Try and connect with us. Ooh, I don't like that. Oh, I'm upset. I don't like that you took that away from me. Oh, I'm sad that you took that out. I mean, all of those emotions are the same as the little girls. Yeah. And I'd say all of the infant to one, two, three, four. I'd even say up until probably six, maybe seven years old, they're basically the exact same. And then something crazy happens and it's not physical or physiological. It's cultural. What happens is all of a sudden a little girl bumps her knee and we start saying to her, oh, sweetheart, come sit on my knee and I'll, I'll hold you and I'll kiss your boo-boo and we'll talk about how that hurts and I'm so sorry. And right about at that time, we start looking at the little boy who bumps himself and we say, yeah, that probably hurt, but you're fine. Walk Stop it, crying. Walk it off. Walk it off. Oh, be a big boy, be a big boy, or show mommy that smile, or, you know, you're not allowed, is what we're saying, you're not allowed to be showing certain feelings. And they start to internalize that, and they start to ignore all of those feelings, besides the culturally appropriate ones that we've deemed as masculine, quote-unquote, of, I'm good, things are fine. And I'm mad. And even when things are like <laughs> fine, I, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm, happy. Either. I'm not doing, yeah, like I'm okay, but I'm not like super stoked or yeah, excited because that would be weird for you know, quote unquote weird for a guy to be like that. We can't go there, you yeah. know. No, no, it's like um, I had a couple that came in maybe a few weeks ago or within the last month, and I was kind of helping this man, and I feel really bad saying this, but. Sometimes Tim and I refer to these men that usually only have like one emotion they're allowed to recognize or interpret as somebody having the emotional intelligence of a rock, which is terrible, but it's like the most accurate description. And I was telling this man about it and he's like, it's true. I mean, I don't know how to connect with a lot of people because I don't really know what it is that I want. I mean, things are just fine most of the time until they're not. And I'm not really sure past that what that even is. 
And then I get really uncomfortable when I start feeling things. So I just kind of turn it into mad because that's just the easiest way for me to handle those emotions that I don't know how to handle. And it's because that seven-year-old keeps getting these messages all the way through up, all the way into adulthood of I'm not allowed to go there. And because of that, I don't have the vocabulary. I don't have all the colors of the crayons that those little girls have that turn into women. The full 64 crayon color set of these are all of the things I'm feeling and let me tell you about them. And now I know what I need because I know what I feel because I'm using the brick red color. And this guy's over here and he's like, everyone told me I wasn't allowed to play with those crayons. I wasn't allowed to color my world with those emotions because I was only allowed to have five of them. And when I explained this to this man, he told me, he looked really, really sad actually when he said it. He looked at me and he said, no, Jessica, they didn't give me five crayons to color with. They gave me two, black and white. My whole world has been described as either fine or I'm mad, black or white. Yeah. That was devastating. Um, yeah. But no wonder, no wonder any emotion he has gets interpreted into anger. That's the only one he's been allowed to to color with. And then, kind of like what you talked about at the beginning, um, on the other end of the spectrum, because that's, like, what men are supposed to be like. Um, when women, like, in a lot of cases are, ex- are expressing their emotions. Um, Under-regulating, as I call it. <laughs> they're, you know, from the guy's perspective, they're kind of like, oh yeah, you're, you know, you're um, you're hysterical right now, and, you know, you're being crazy, and you have to calm Another down. crazy chick. And you're out of control. Um, if One, this is so sad I'm saying this, but I have to be totally honest, uh, Star Wars did me wrong. Um, so we're on, we are on nerd reference number two right now, <laughs> but, um, you know, when you're a, when you're a kid, you really look up to Jedi Knights and, um, Jedi Knights are always, um, they're always viewed or shown as being like in control. And, but if you're, if you're one of the bad ones, if you're a Sith, then they, all their power comes from anger. And so, I feel like in Star Wars, they're kind of like, okay, again, anger for me was not good. So, I just, in order to quote unquote have control over my emotions, I had to stuff them or couldn't express them. And we were, <laughs> we were watching, uh, one of the, one of them today. And in it, um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi tells Luke, bury your emotions, right? That's what he says. Yep. And and you're we all like, cringe. Yeah, we're you're like, like oh, that's really sad. And and going back, like when you look at a lot of Jedi Knights in those movies, yeah, like they're pretty like blank. And, Emotional intelligence of a rock. Yeah, like they're <laughs> like they they come off as like being cool and collected, and at the same time, you just don't know like what's going on for them ever. How do they connect with anyone? And and that's the thing that I see all the time with my couples therapy, is they don't know how to connect with others. I mean, they even say when I go out with the guys, we don't talk about feelings. In fact, we don't even talk about what's going on in our lives. <laughs> we talk about other things like sports and like nerd stuff and movies, not even about our thoughts or feelings or etc. of that connection. But again, it all goes back to that seven-year-old little girl that you sit on your leg and you teach her how to connect and feel better with her pain. And that seven-year-old little boy, you tell him, oh, just stuff those feelings. That's making me feel uncomfortable. You need to be a man. Just just put that away because I want to see that you're calm, cool, collected like the Jedi. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> or if you're, again, like if you're angry, mm-hmm. maybe we don't like it per se, but that still, that still feels like okay and natural and normal to us. Still feels masculine. Yeah, right, exactly. You still, you still fit in that expectation that we have um and so sweetheart can you why don't you tell us a little bit about like um like anger being you know a 
a secondary emotion. Yeah. And kind of how that works. So it goes back to, again, the fact that most women have a lot more training, except for, you know, the teenager that I uh, was doing work with who was raised only by a single dad who, in essence, had, like, the same kind of, you know, challenges because, you know, she didn't have that instruction uh-huh. and modeling that most 7 to 21-year-old women have, right? Um, but what happens is for these men who are used to only coloring their world with two colors of crayons, life gets much more complex for, for all children, too. These emotions get much more diverse. Embarrassment is different than anxiety. And embarrassment is different than afraid. And ecstatic and surprise and um, anticipation. Those are all different than happy. I mean, you see how all of these things start getting much more complex and, and they mean different things. And with each of those emotions comes different information for each of us. And so as a man who, you know, was raised with these two um, crayon colors all through his life, what that happens with, what that, what that, I guess, turns into is a man who's very confused about what's actually going on for himself. And then he probably gets in a relationship and that other person is like, well, tell me, what do you think about that? What do you feel about that? And he's like... (laughs) what? Uh, do I use my white crown or my black crown? I don't know. Ah, and she's telling me that I need to use my blue and red and yellow and I haven't colored with those in 20 years. Like, I don't have any idea. And so what happens is that feeling of like almost dissociation and, and confusion and feeling really uncertain and um, almost I, I heard one man tell me I almost hate myself because I don't know what it is. I'm uncertain. I'm so uncertain that I don't even know my own self, right? And we're in such a self-assured society that that you know, made him kind of hate himself, right? And so what happens is you can imagine all that uncertainty and that chaos inside turns into that anxiety, which in a millisecond turns into fight or flight, which turns into fight, which turns into anger, and so anything that he can't draw with his white or black crown when he doesn't have any other emotions to go with it turns into a total shutdown, which is what I call the stone face. Nothing. Yeah. Meh. This is your teenage boy. How was how was school today? Fine. It's not an emotion at all. Good. Not an emotion either. I mean, you know, just this total stone face, right? Or the other, which is I'm upset. And then it makes everyone else really confused because they're like, I just asked you what movie you wanted to see. <laughs> Why are you angry? I don't get it. And then he's even more confused because he doesn't get it either. Why he's upset and angry. And then he gets more angry. <laughs> it's so, like, it's so interesting, like, um, going through all this. And, like, when I talk with clients and, or, you know, yeah, whoever. And, um, and how they'll tell me stories of like, I had this really, really bad day at work. And then I went home and like, someone looked at me wrong and I just exploded on them. Mm-hmm. And, and just like, <laughs> they had nothing to do with my bad day. Or, and a lot of times, in a lot of cases, they're probably even trying to like help me. And I, and you know, unfortunately, took out that anger on that, you know, that more safe person. Oh, that's because stuffing our emotions works really, really well, right? (laughs) I have lots of clients that tell me, but Jessica, I can't feel all those things because I'd explode. And then I ask them, oh, so where did they go? Well, I just kind of put them away until I'm home from school. And then I'm asking them, so then what happens? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess I get angry at my parents and my siblings. And then I go cry in my room. And then I'm really frustrated. And I, I tell him, like, yeah, sounds like that's working really well for you. <laughs> so, Tim, what, how do we develop more crayons to color with? And, like, Ooh. how do we, I guess, what is that healthy way of acknowledging those emotions, but also not reacting to them in a way that's going to be unhelpful for us? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, and, I mean, I, and so I think the, the first step, especially for, you know, 
is to recognize that this is a thing that, that like, hey, as a human being, you have all of these different emotions. That have been programmed at birth. Yeah. And so, acknowledging that and acknowledging a lot of times if I'm feeling angry, then there's there's always something going on under that that contributes to feeling that way. Um, that maybe open up yourself. So for me, um, so and and kind of back to my personal life, when when I first when, when I went to therapy for the first time, this was the very first thing I, I worked on with my therapist, and he kind of gave me that the same talk of hey, this is the way like you were kind of culturally raised. Um, for me, we did establish that I was also more comfortable um, feeling sadness. Mm. Um, and you get three colors. You I get, got three yeah, colors. Yeah, blue. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's most likely because um, as a teenager, or since being a teenager, I've listened to a lot of like sad or emo music, and not like um, I have to go on a slight tangent. Tangent. To true to myself. Darling. Not like the goth punk, quote unquote emo music that might come with a romance. That's not emo music, but like. Old Jimmy World and Saves the Day and the Get Up Kids in American Football. Um, these, Nerd reference Yeah, or, yeah, <laughs> pop culture reference. Is, you know, music that made me feel like, oh, like, maybe it wasn't okay to feel sad, but this is the way I feel. And so anyways, um, so that was something that I kind of started working on, and it was so hard. And I was working on this because I was in I was in my my master's program at the same time as from therapy, <laughs> and so I was like taking a class on this, and and we would talk about like okay, like what are you feeling? And that was so hard for me. And what helped me was simplifying it into having like a list of emotions, mm-hmm. and then like almost like at the end. At the end of the day, asking myself, okay, what was my main emotion for the day? Uh, now, obviously, we we experienced different emotions, but just just starting out with one a day. And at my practicum, um, at the private practice I was at, that was something that we also did, which I thought was really good. Is when we would start a group, we would do like a check-in with each of the clients, and part of that was, okay, what's going to be main emotion for the day? So just saying, okay. For the most part today, like I felt happy, for the most part I felt sad, or for the most part I felt stressed. Disappointed, disappointed. anxious, and then embarrassed. from that point on, as I did that more, then I could start to identify how I was feeling kind of faster, more efficiently. Mm. And to the point now where, you know, what I will try and do is, is maybe, you know, four times a day or so, I, I want to stop and think, and, okay, what am I feeling right now? What's going on for me? What's going on for me? And identify that. And then as I did that more and more, I could also link it to, okay, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, if I'm at work and I I feel kind of triggered or I feel not very good or not very happy. I'm going to pause you really quick. What he means by triggered is, whoa, I felt like a really intense surge of emotion. Yeah. Like, Felt myself almost reacting not, to them. Not good. <laughs> like you don't get, you don't feel happy or excited when you get triggered. It's not calming at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so if so, let's say I just really feel on edge, and then so I have to ask myself, okay, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling stressed. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, like things aren't going good. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay. Why am I feeling overwhelmed? I'm feeling overwhelmed because. I have a really full day of clients, and I also have to get this these notes or this paperwork done, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do that. Okay, so what do I have to do? So, and kind of from there, being able to problem solve. Um, and so if I if I can do that successfully, then I don't come home from work, and then my wife asks me on my days, and I don't yell at her or freak out on her. Or Stonewall. Or Stonewall. For even again, even though like she is trying to be helpful, and so yes, that is what I have done for me. So step one, I would say, mindfully check yourself. Whoa, okay, body, what's going on? 
what what's the emotions that are happening and then i'd say step two is giving it a name there is something so amazing and i've seen it so many times with clients about giving the emotion their experience a name they say oh my gosh i'm not crazy i think that's the first thing oh, that yeah, i hear all cool. the time right and oh it makes sense quote unquote which we're always thinking emotions are so illogical no no they're incredibly logical unless you stuff them because that's like blending all these ingredients and trying to identify which ones right <laughs> yeah. as you're drinking the smoothie of the day's emotions and I, I hear it all the time with my teenage girls i don't even know why i'm crying and i'm like because you're drinking the smoothie of like four days of stuff that you stuffed in there until you came to therapy anyway so pops off but so step two giving it a name step three I'd say is linking it to what's going on outside of you. And then step four is kind of breaking it down. What is it? What's this information telling me? And what do I need to do to kind of help myself? Yeah. What has to, what has to happen? Um, I mean, there's, there's tons of times mm-hmm. where either with me or you, like one of us will get home from work and we'll be like, Hey, I'm feeling, you know, really overwhelmed or stressed or angry mm-hmm. or sad because a b and c happen at work i need some time to kind of be by myself and mm-hmm. you know do whatever you know do something fun or do something to distract myself or get myself going in this other direction help myself regulate get me calmer get me and then in what you know like 45 minutes or an hour or whatever sometimes um, it's even like 10 or 20. yeah usually we're we're feeling feeling like we can do what needs to be done later on that day but so often, again, because we don't give it a name, we stuff it until it's, you know, ready to explode. That's way too late at that point for us to help ourselves. And so to kind of just add a little bit more to that formula that Justice came up with is um, I think when we're, when we're feeling angry, angry, recognizing, okay, What's going on for me? What's under that anger? Am I really yeah. feeling sad? Am I really am I feeling afraid? And we, am I feeling rejected? Am I feeling rejected? We've we've said it a couple times, but but a lot of times we'd rather feel angry than that other emotion because when we feel angry, we kind of feel more powerful. And we, yeah. whether or not we actually have control of the situation, we feel we have more. Energy. I'm gonna go over there. I'm going to tell that person what I think of them, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show them, and so... Especially as Americans, that's like our go-to. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at our political team. And, and to say, like, okay, I'm feeling angry because this person said this to me, and I felt like that was really disrespectful. So, bingo, I'm feeling disrespected. I'm feeling disrespected. Mm-hmm. Boom. So what am I going to do about that? I'm going to tell the person, hey, when you said that to me, like, that, that really hurt my feelings. I felt like that was... That was disrespectful and condescending. Yeah, that is that. That is that. Like um, proactive anger of pro social. I'm gonna yeah. Thank you, pro social anger. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna actually like problem solve it. Up. The anger still motivates me to go and talk to them. Yeah. Otherwise, I might not say anything. The other one I'd say too is like, for example, I hear it all the time with my spouse or with my spouse. You're so great. Oh, with the couples I work with. Where it's this idea of, well, you hurt my feelings when you said that, or you made me mad. Again, there's so many layers here. If that was the situation, I could recognize that that person, what they said, I felt disrespected. That's so much more information to tell your partner than you made me mad, or you hurt my feelings. I mean, literally, when we say something that vague, basically like, hey, here's my crayon box. Hope you can guess what which color I'm thinking of. I mean, really, yeah. you know. And not just that, but how can they fix it? They can't because you didn't tell them how. What do they say? I'm sorry. That feels really contrite, right? right? No wonder you're upset when they just say I'm sorry because you didn't tell them really what is going on for you. And that's why it's so important to actually take that step back and ask yourself. And, and like we said, we love using kind of a sheet of a lot of different emotions because it's a lot easier to recognize when you see them written down what is actually going on for you in that moment. This is the number one thing I work on with couples 
is emotional intelligence, which is understanding what's happening for you, being able to express that, and then also being able to ask for what you need to help yourself get yourself in a better spot, whatever that may be. And that's really tricky, all of those steps. And I, and I also really feel like this is like a, a crash course of anger management of yeah. realizing that there's so much more going on with you than just being angry all the oh, time. Yeah. And to identify, um, to identify what was going on and doing something about that. And shocker, your anger isn't actually the problem. Right. You not being able to recognize it and do what your body actually needs you to do is the problem. Yeah, that and that's a really, really great like summation of that mm-hmm. whole thing. Is, um, that, well, you know what I. When I think of the most angry people I know, two people come to mind. <laughs> and um, with them, it's just like, yeah. They would, I mean, there's like a lot of insecurity in there. Mm. And and so like that, you know, right, right there that shows like that's what needs to be. So probably yeah. rejection. It, it like quote unquote disrespect. Again, whether or not they're actually yeah. disrespected, that's how they felt. Yeah, and, that makes sense. And to say, okay, like, there, yeah, again, there's so much more going on than, than, oh, this person said that to me, and that wasn't cool, and now I'm pissed. Now I'm going to suck the tires. Again, I, I really do think, like, this might not be an accurate stat, but I really feel like it is. I think 95% of the time, other people I hear, I'm mad or upset or angry. It's not. <laughs> It's something else that's being interpreted as anger because they do not know, they haven't taken that inventory or that, that step back to recognize what's going on. And so they just say that they're angry and upset because they're not, quote, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the takeaway here, people? The takeaway is step one, take a step back. <laughs> Whether that's like actually a physical step back, you know, taking a timeout, or, you know, actually just taking 30 seconds of a mental timeout to just breathe and ask yourself, huh, okay, body, whoa, I'm feeling like a lot of stuff going on here and you're about to spit some sort of nasty thing out at somebody. Let's take a step back and ask yourself what's actually happening here. And then we give it a name. That's step two. Step three, then is understanding why our body would give us that information with that emotion. Like when we can get to yeah. like an event, you say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it makes sense because they said it in this poem that made me feel blank or that they didn't care or that they forgot or that I wasn't important. You know, all of these facts that actually make this emotion incredibly logical and rational and, again, shows that you're not crazy. <laughs> But then also, I guess, step four is, what do I need to do with that? Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's straight up, yeah, I'm sorry that that person flicked you off and, um, you know, took their car right in front of you. Guess what? That sinks. You're going to sit with that. Right. And, and, <laughs> and with that, and I've been practicing this a lot, yeah. is, is to just, that, that stuff is not react. And and you and I have been talking a lot about social media lately. Yeah. And you know how many times is there like a comment that like triggers us or makes us angry? Oh yeah. Jump on that. Well, and I I'd say disrespected and misunderstood and invalidated. Yeah. Not even just mad, but all of those. All of those. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, and and you know what, like. A lot of times there's just not a whole lot of are going to be able to do so. But in some in some of those situations, if you ride that anger and do something, it might be worse. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just been my goal for myself is just really not if something on social media or whatever um, triggers. triggers me <laughs> or triggers those, those negative emotions. To like give myself a break and say like, okay. I'm I'm gonna correct you. Not negative emotions. Reactive. Emotions. Okay. All Thank emotions you. that are neither good nor bad, they simply are. 
Emotions that don't. Well, I I say emotions that don't negatively. Matter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Those emotions that don't feel good. Um. Yeah, it really is just better to say, okay, I'm just gonna step back and just not worry about what's going on on the internet, or I'm gonna get into this other lane. And <laughs> if that guy is gonna drive like a jerk, you know, maybe like a pullover or whatever. Who knows? He just but... didn't like my Harry Potter bumper sticker. <laughs> And what is wrong with him? <laughs> so that would be our nerd, uh, nerd comment number six. Number six. Yeah, we're doing you good. Proud, you we're doing a short of time. I just want to see, too, with what Tim was saying, a lot of the time you'll want to skip the step. You'll just notice that you're getting angry and you'll ignore it. Guess what? That is called stuffing still because you didn't give it a name. You didn't validate it in yourself. Validating it or sitting with it for just a second even and recognizing what is going on for you is so essential because that's the only way that that emotion is actually going to be let go. So, so often you may think, oh, well, I can't do anything in this situation, so I just won't even like let myself go there or feel it or even acknowledge it. And that's not going to be helpful either. So in those situations that you know you can't actually react in, I don't know, you're like in a news press release. Not that that's stopped politicians lately, but, you know, if you're in a situation or you're with your boss or, I don't know, you're dealing with your really cute but really angry four-year-old, right, and you can't react in that moment, you take a step back, you give it a name, you then understand why that experience is happening for you, and then step four is you decide to not react and you let it go. But I still think it's so essential that you do one, two, and three, because otherwise that emotion is just going to be unheard until it builds up and brains actually. Yeah. (laughs) So Tim, really quick, walk us through a situation this week where you did those four steps, probably subconsciously, because you've gotten really good at doing that all the time. I mean, well, I was definitely talking about social media. Oh, for you were, you were. <laughs> And yeah, actually, just yesterday, um, I was on social media and someone was something and that I, I thought was a insensitive, being validated, see, I felt misunderstood. And I, I also felt like um, misrepresented. Mm-hmm. It had always been talked about. You probably noticed that that was a reaction for you because you started to like. Get shaky hands, your heart rate increase, uh-huh. tension what in your I, muscles. When actually, I what I noticed oh, was yeah. you, me, and Peter were driving the car, or I was driving, and I was driving okay, but like I just was not like engaged by the conversation. Mm. I was really just like focused on, and I would like comment, but like you know, I just wasn't. You weren't there. I wasn't mm-hmm. present. Interesting. And so, and then I came home and I told you what I was going. So anyway, so. I saw something on social, or I, I, I felt anger and frustration. I noticed I wasn't engaged in the moment. You were kind of checking out. I, I was checking out. Um, and really distracted. And so I I realized I was feeling angry, and under, underneath that anger, um, there was fear, and especially kind of like the fear of what happened in the future. Um, I, I also felt betrayed, um, and so I, I was able to identify that, identify what they, what was some social media that made me feel that way, and then again, you're not crazy, that makes sense, yeah, it's very logical, and then the last thing is like we're talking about, instead of doing something about it, I, I told myself, okay, you didn't private message them and be like, you're such a jerk! I, I did it! <laughs> and and, and remember, I even told you, I, I made myself a line. I said, if I respond in any way to that on the internet, then like I did it. <laughs> you knew that it was not going to be received and it wasn't going to actually help the situation. Right. And so he did nothing. And Except he told me. It, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was thinking about just like saying something funny, but even that would have been like passive aggressive so <laughs> I was just you know and yeah and, and I, I I wanted to kind of like attack more on a personal level glad I did um, because yeah um, it, worked, it worked out much worked better. out really well yeah. that I did 
So anyways, that, yeah, that's that kind of real-life application for me. Yeah. I think for me, just really quick, um, there was a situation um, this week where I noticed in myself that I was feeling really, really tired and, like, worn out at work and that I, like, wasn't feeling super excited to, like, go to the next client. I even kind of pushed it where I, like came and brought him in a little bit late so I could just sit there for a few minutes and I was like, wow, what is going on, Jessica? I was just noticing that behavior. And so I took a step back and I asked myself, what is going on for you, you know? And turns out I had um, some clients earlier in the day that I didn't realize had affected me um, so much more than um, I guess I realized, obviously. And I I gave it a name, and it, the facts really did fit the name, which was just disillusioned, disappointed, um, uncertain, and kind of confused, where I thought I was doing the right thing, but it didn't, like, the results didn't really come, and the client, you know, just wasn't doing what I thought they would, and what they'd promised to, and, and so I was feeling kind of like a failure, I guess. That's a noun, not a feeling, but I was feeling really disappointed and discouraged. And so my actions, kind of that reaction before I caught myself of kind of avoiding my job of going and seeing the next client made sense. And then once I was able to put kind of those pieces together, the facts then came of, Jessica, this next client isn't your last client, and you need to pick yourself up and keep going on because you are not a mind reader you cannot tell the future and you just need to go forward and do it and so i did those steps without even really thinking about it and it really did shift the whole rest of the day for me rather than just having this emotion in the background affecting the whole rest of the day so ted what did you do for yourself today so oh, <laughs> oh really quick before we do that the four steps. Number one, take a step back. Number two, give it a name. What's going on with me? Identify that emotion. Or emotions. Three, what are the facts? What are the stuff that happened to kind of contribute to giving you that emotion or that information? And then four, what is it that you need to do to kind of help resolve that or help yourself with that? Yeah. Or maybe it's something. <laughs> so we challenge you to use all four steps this week and see how much it influences your whole relationship. All of them. Especially you men that are trying to paint your whole world in black and white. Free yourself. Free your mind. Speaking of that, self-care. Self-care. Step four, right? So um, my main thing, oh yeah, two main things. So the weather's getting nicer, so I started running outside again. And uh, during the winter, during this past winter, uh, we would go to the gym together and I would run the treadmill, which was like, that was okay. But I really hate running the treadmills. I'd much rather run outside in the sun and see the scenery and breathe in the air, <laughs> be polluted or not. Um, so that, and then also I've just been like reading a lot, like because of certain circumstances, I've been watching less TV. And so, I've just been reading a lot. It's been actually really great. Like, I've finished a couple books just for fun in the past couple of days and started reading some more and revisiting some more favorites. So, that's been awesome. What about you, sweetheart? Well, I have been listening to Wheel of Time on audiobook. Oh. It's been fabulous. And I just, I gotta say, like, this has been A, a dream come true for me, and B, it's been so amazing. Because this is like one of my all-time favorite book series. And when you told me you are going to try it out, you remember that conversation? You I... recognized through the conversation you were feeling anxious. Yes. And, and nervous about the uncertainty of me possibly not liking it. I was really afraid that she would like try and be like, oh, this is not my favorite. Before you recognized that, he was trying to talk me out of doing it, actually. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I was, um, I was like, I was like, man, like this is a big deal for me. She doesn't like that. I'll be rejected. But you've been really into so far. It's been like so fun for me to be like, 
What's, what part are you on right now? What's going on? What's <laughs> happening? But see, he wouldn't have been able to do that, or it might not have been able to read it and have this positive experience if you would have just allowed your anxiety to control you and you might have convinced me to not read if it. If I was like, I forbid right? you. Right? So you you did. You were kind of discouraging me at first until I, I asked That's you where true. that was coming from, and yeah. you were able to do the four steps. Anyway, okay, fine. I'll stop. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. So the other thing I've been doing is actually I've been really getting into yoga, and that has been incredibly strengthening my core, but also um, mind clearing and clarifying, and also been painting. Good deal. Well, I guess we're over and out. You go try those four steps, and then on our Facebook page, tell us if it works for you. And if you still got in the fight, don't let us. <laughs> All right, y'all. Over now.